Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast, episode number 14. You can find me at www.wideopenspaceswithelise.com, and on my website you can find all three locations to go to my podcast, on Spotify and Apple at Wide Open Spaces with Elise, or on Podbean at wideopenspaces.podbean.com. Thank you for joining me today. Today we will be talking about the topic of grief. I am a recreational therapist. I have my degree in Bachelor of Science from the University of Florida. I worked in psychiatric units in the hospitals and outpatients with mental illness patients, pediatrics and adolescents, geriatrics, eating disorders, cancer wellness, and outpatient programs to integrate others into society once they have left the hospital. Again, thank you to Wide Open Spaces with Elise. This week was an odd week for me, and I guess I use the word odd because I have so many mixed emotions. An extended family member of mine, and I'll be honest, we weren't very close. Our families never were very close-knit. But her mom and my mom are first cousins and our grandfathers were brothers. Her husband passed away this week due to COVID-19. A fairly young man, healthy, went in and within two weeks passed away. His wife didn't get to see him. She didn't get to visit him. And towards the end, she didn't even get to talk to him because he was intubated. Now, I know we hear all these stories all the time on the news, people being interviewed, losing loved ones, but when you actually know somebody who has lost a loved one, it really hits home. Not that it wasn't real before, but it becomes even more real, if that makes sense. I literally went to a Zoom funeral Never in my life did I ever think I would watch a funeral through a computer. I guess the difference between that and going to other funerals is I could see everybody's faces and the pain on their faces. Normally, you try to look away and not see the people who are directly affected in pain. But I couldn't do that on the screen. And I could see all the pain and listening to the words and watching a burial on a computer screen of someone that was loved by a family member. So it was a very moving yet, I guess, disturbing experience for me to see such grief and how our lives have changed because of COVID, that we can't even have a regular funeral. In the Jewish religion, when you're at a cemetery, each person who comes to the service takes some dirt and puts it on top of the casket. It's a way of giving yourself a sense of closure because you're helping to bury that person. But this family didn't even get that opportunity. So I can only hope and pray for them that they have closure in the future. But they're grieving. But aren't we all grieving in different ways? I know like in my past podcasts when I would talk about the things that we felt feel that we've lost in the pandemic, I always say, but of course the people who have lost loved ones or lost their lives, I can't compare 
my situation to theirs. And absolutely, we can't. We've all lost loved ones, so we know what that grief feels like. But the pandemic has caused grief, a different type of grief, because we've all lost things. We've all had to give things up that were staple parts of our daily routines. So I'm gonna go through the five stages of grief, uh, not that typically there's the five stages of grief. I'm gonna give you a few more. They change, they've been changing over the years. I'm not gonna go into detail of the stages of grief, but if you're not grieving a loved one, think about yourself as I'm reading these stages off of how your life has changed and the things you feel that you've lost. And what stage of grief are you in? when it comes to your daily routines and how your life has changed since COVID-19. The first one is shock and denial. We don't wanna believe that someone's passed away. We don't wanna believe that we have to go outside with a mask all the time. We don't wanna believe that we can't hug our loved ones or visit our friends or just go on a vacation or stay in a hotel, or go to visit friends and family long distance. We don't wanna believe it, we deny it. Pain and guilt, I think that speaks for itself. Anger and bargaining. If we do this, can we just go back to normal? Can I just do the things I want to? Depression. And then there becomes the upward turn where your brain has this switch that all of a sudden your thought process starts to change. You're not focusing so much on the loss and the sadness. You feel a little bit of an upward turn. Reconstruction and working through. Working through your loss of your daily life, of how you just went about to work out to dinner on Fridays with your coworkers after work, meeting people at Barnes and Noble. Those daily things, how can you reconstruct and work through it and yet still have those same feelings of happiness and easiness and carefree and acceptance and hope. Accepting your life the way it is, accepting the world the way it is and trying to find hope in all the little things that you can do in your daily life. Now these don't have to happen in order. They can be in a different order. There's no rules or there's no right or wrong. But these are different stages of grief. I will put them on my website, but you can easily Google the stages of grief, either the five stages of grief or just stages of grief and you'll get some more, like I said. I want you to think, how are you grieving the life you had before a pandemic? Now, I live in the state of Florida, which I've mentioned many times and I just can't even, I just can't even tell you. We're the hot spot. We're just in an unbelievable place. And I've noticed so many changes in people that I know closely or changes in people that I've just observed. So 
on my birthday, we went to the beach. Don't get me wrong, I was anxious. I haven't been to the beach since I don't know when, probably last summer, but not during a pandemic. And what did I see? I saw people bucking the system. I saw a group about 15, 20 something year olds sitting under a tree all right next to each other on towels, no masks, drinking and eating, no six feet distancing. What did I feel? I felt angry. I felt like, what the heck are they doing? Why are they doing it? Well, they're the ones who decide that I'm gonna live my life the way I used to. I'm not going to let this pandemic affect anything that I do. But in that process, if you are one of those people, are you putting yourself or others at risk? That's the question you have to answer, ask yourself. So I've seen recklessness for people who don't want to grieve the change in their life. They just go about their daily routines. I've noticed another aspect of communication. People, of course, communicating in different ways through Zoom. They're talking to family members they've never really kept up with or friends, and they're doing that through Zoom and FaceTiming. A friend of mine went to a wedding via Zoom, a bar or bat mitzvah, I'm not sure, via Zoom. So people are communicating more through social media and our computers, which is a positive. But I've also seen a breakdown in communication. I've seen agitation. I've seen family members and friends arguing over things they never would have possibly argued before. Agitation, frustration, because we're seeing differences in the people that we love and friends and family and acquaintances. And sometimes seeing those distances, differences makes us agitated and anxious. And my only suggestion for you, if you're in one of those situations, you're grieving the fact that you cannot live your life the, the way you want to and someone else disagrees with you, think before you speak. I have a mantra to myself. No matter what I'm about to say on a FaceTime, on a Zoom, on a text message, in an email, I think very hardly, hard before I put any words to it, before I hit send on anything. Because sometimes in the moment, we're very passionate and passion can come out in a very harsh way. So if you find yourself being agitated because of the loss and the grief of the way your life used to be, and you're noticing that you're taking it out on the ones that are close to you, think before you speak. If you find that social media, the TV, talking to people about the pandemic is agitating you, remove yourself from the situation. If you have noticed, and I know I have, a lot of arguing going on on Instagram and Facebook about the different views and somehow it's become political and arguing. But what happens in that argue with that person is you get frustrated because 
you're frustrated that your life has changed, that it's been taken away with, from you without any consideration of your feelings. It's gone, the life that you used to have. And we don't know how long it's going to be gone for. So if there is somebody on social media that's agitating you, that has a different view than you, snooze them. Yes, you heard me. Snooze them. Block them. Unfriend them. If they are somebody toxic to you in the way you are feeling, in the loss of your normalcy in your life, then it's time to eliminate them for now. Doesn't mean you can't bring them back into your life on social media. And just because you block them or snooze them on social media, doesn't mean you're not friends or family anymore. It's just you taking control of your world because our environment has been, what goes on in our environment has been taken away from us, the control. You still need to have control in your life. So I want you to think about how you're grieving your old life. How are you reframing it? How are you changing it? I could list some ways that I have, and let me tell you, just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean I have down days, don't have down days, because I surely do. And I have to pick myself up. Today actually was one of those days for some reason when I woke up. So I took my girls, we went to Starbucks, and we cleaned off with all our antibacterial stuff, and we pulled into a spot, and we did a little photo shoot something to make it fun, something to take a mundane thing that used to be so mundane, go after you pick your kids up from school or you leave work or wherever you're going, you'd go through a Starbucks drive through like it was nothing. But maybe you need to make those things more fun. We went to the beach for my birthday. I didn't get in the water, too much seaweed for me, but it was just being there, social distancing, feeling the ocean water on my feet, the sun on my face, the sand between my toes, isn't something I would normally do. But it's the way I have to change my environment so I can be happy and I can feel free and I can still explore my wide open spaces and investigate and find new ways. So today I have a special guest. She just graduated from the University of Florida with a Bachelor of Arts in Anthropology and History. She happens to be my oldest daughter, Jillian. Jillian stayed up in college um, after it went virtual. She completed the virtual and decided we were paying rent that she stayed up there with her roommate because what was coming home going to do? And she's gonna talk about her grief. Yes, she didn't lose anybody, thank God, in her world, but she had grief. And Jillian is here today to talk to you about what she feels she has lost, and how she reframed it for herself to make it a happy and positive memory to end her college years on. So hi, Jillian. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. Last week I had your sister, and now you've come home, so you're gracing us with your intelligence and your perseverance and your commitment to who you are. So why don't you tell us, I don't really need to ask you any questions here, tell us what happened when you first found out that school was going virtual and then tell us from that point what your feelings were and how you feel you coped with it. Um, so when school went virtual, it was right after spring break. 
We didn't know it was going to go virtual at all. Everything was kind of normal that first week. And then towards the middle of the week, they were saying that like school might be closed for the next few weeks. And you didn't really know what was going on. You were just like, okay, great. Like there's just a break. Like we can just like chill out and not have to like go wake up early for our classes. But once everything was online, uh, everything changed. People started leaving uh, Gainesville, which was really hard because you had friends that were leaving and pretty much fleeing to go home because either their parents wanted them to go home or they just didn't want to be here anymore, uh, there anymore. Um, so like that was hard because you were saying goodbye to friends and you know when you were going to see them again, which was like sad. Um, and some of the most of those friends I haven't seen since then. All of them except, yeah, pretty much all of them except one person. But it was difficult to like reframe and be like, okay, I'm online now. I have Zoom classes when I'm a history major and you need to have those lectures. You need to have that individual like connection with the professor and hear the stuff in order to figure it out in your head and like actually learn the information. Um, so like days were hard when like you'd wake up and be like, okay, let me just wake up and go to class. Um, which really only happened with one of my classes online, but it got pretty mundane and people would just not turn on their cameras on zoom and like the professors would be like okay please turn on your camera if you can because like they don't want to talk to like no one either like they want to see a face um and it was difficult to get used to that and to like set your own limits for everything um in terms of class and then there was uncertainty about when or if we would graduate in person which became difficult because you're like okay this better happen and stuff so but it did it and just kept getting pushed back until all of a sudden it was like okay in August beginning of August you will graduate you'll be able to walk and stuff and then like it got closer and closer probably like I would say June we found I got an email one morning that there was no graduation they don't know when they didn't know when they, it was going to happen for the spring class or the summer class, if and when, for that matter, which they're still trying to figure it out. And I just remember feeling like super like upset because it was like the one little hope that I had left during this whole thing was like, I'm gonna be able to walk across the stage. I will do it, I'll wear like a mask, I'll wear a hazmat suit if I have to in like the humid weather of Gainesville in the swamp, but that didn't happen. I just remember feeling like sad and like crying in my room and like calling my mom and being like, what's going on? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, why do I feel this way? But like I lost that opportunity and it was like sad because I thought it was my last hope during this whole quarantine. I was trying to stay positive. I'm, I try to stay pretty optimistic about everything that goes on. Um, I just don't let it bother me as much. I get like sad about certain things. Like definitely when I left like my apartment and like my roommate last week, that was hard for me. Um, but I worked through it. I've learned different coping mechanisms over years. What coping mechanisms? Like what coping? Yeah, what did you do to cope? I actually used some of the stuff mom used on the podcast, uh, writing in my journal that her and my dad got me for graduation, um, because I didn't know why I felt like certain ways. Like I one night, like maybe two weeks ago, like on the Wednesday or Thursday, I got super sad and I was crying on my bathroom floor. I didn't know what to do. I felt like left out, like I was losing everything. Um, because I've always had bad separation anxiety since I was younger, but it got really bad because I'd only been up there my entire, like five, four or five months. So it was difficult to deal with um, in terms of that. 
but I didn't know how to like cope and I was like texting my one friend I was texting my sister because my mom was asleep and I didn't want to wake her up um it was difficult because I hadn't felt that way in a while um after like I go I went on like anxiety meds and I had to do it for my own mental health and to feel good about myself because it had been a couple hard years with what happened in my hometown with the shooting um, and just all my different anxieties that I've dealt with. So feeling that was like difficult in a sense. So I just had to like work through it. I would try to distract myself, try to like do fun things with my roommate even though it was like difficult for me if I'm being honest because I like to hide my emotions. I always have. I'm very, I try to be detached, but as I've gotten older, I've tried to open up to my emotions. So it was good and I would like talk to people, which I wouldn't have done in the past. And so they understood like, this is why I'm acting this way. Like it's nothing to do with you. Like it's my own thing, but like you need to know about it. I would do that. I try to work out like every day if I can or every like I took it like a break day in between because it just makes me feel better endorphins and the endorphins mm-hmm. um it's also given me something to look forward to during this pandemic just getting like in a healthier mindset by like making my body healthier just like being conscious of what I'm eating trying to keep myself active because I used to walk to campus every day and I haven't done that in months because it's too hot and there's nowhere really to walk to um so it's just how I've kept myself being more positive is by uh, doing stuff like working out I do like paint by numbers it's like one of my favorite things to do I have way too many to <laughs> to talk about to show but it kept me happy um, just listening to music and hanging out with like friends online has definitely helped I definitely try to make time for that because it's important to talk to people that you don't see because you don't know when you'll see them again pretty much so that's just how I say you forgot something else you did what did I do you created a blog Oh, I did. I just haven't done that much in a bit because I've been... But I remember when you said you were going to create a blog, you wanted to um, lend a voice to the college student who, how they were experiencing and feeling their life change through the pandemic. Yeah. So that was another great way to cope. I also wrote about, um, during the whole Black Lives Movement, like how I perceived everything, which is important to me because I was... A young person, especially as I'm going into grad school at Lehigh University in the fall, I'm focusing on history for a master's and possibly a PhD. We're just seeing how everything goes at the moment um, because the world's so uncertain. But I really want to change. I really like criminal history and like legal history, which is really prominent now. So I felt like my voice needed to be explained to people Um, because I'm vocal in my writing, not necessarily verbal, like out loud. I'm not, that's just not my personality. I'm more of a quiet person, have my outgoing moments, but mostly introverted when it comes to expressing myself unless I feel really comfortable with someone, which is really hard for me to do. Um, But just like talking about how I feel about stuff and like just like trying to be positive and give other people like something like not look forward to but like see how every other person thinks my own age like there are different ways and different ways to perceive life you don't just have to be um staying up all night and just not doing anything you can do stuff and find the beauty in little things like as my mom does with her podcast and goes outside I just do that I'm more of an indoors person 
than she is at the moment, but <laughs> having a dog now has definitely gotten me outside more, <laughs> got me a little yeah. bit more tan, even yeah. though I am already tan. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely enjoy looking at like the positives in life. I just look forward to something in day. Like when I was up at school, I would plan meals and that would be fun. Be like, let's just make a meal. Let's do something different. Be a little bit like creative. Maybe try and make a healthy meal or something. Um, and just like whatever like your body and mind and soul needs, you do at that moment. We talked about that last week with your mm-hmm. sister, mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Did you notice some common words that Jillian used? She used loss a lot. She used the word a few times. The loss of how she envisioned the end of her four years in college. I mean, you go to college to walk that stage for graduation, and then it was taken away from her. She didn't get to get those pictures with all her friends and her sorority sisters that you typically get your way of having closure, telling your mind and giving yourself that closure to move on to the next step in your life. Kind of correlating with what I said at the funeral, where at a Jewish funeral, you each person puts dirt onto the casket to give your mind closure. She didn't have that cue of walking across the stage putting her tassel to the other side, shaking the hand of the president of the university. She didn't get that. You had to make your own closure. Like when I, when it was time for me to graduate, um, my roommate and I, they had like a sign put up in our union and it said UF 2020 or like forever or something. So like that's what we did. We went and took pictures on the day that we were supposed to graduate for me. It was the weekend for her. But it was just a way to be like, okay, we graduated. Let's have fun, have a little like, Fun little wine night in our apartment. And you also did a photo shoot. You went you went on the um, field. And yeah, did... I did like, grab pictures, which was nice. It allowed me to like still have that. Um, but it was, you just had to look in the positives. And, like There's always positives and negatives, but if you embrace the negative mindset, you're just going to be negative. So you have to look very positively at stuff. Even if like you're losing something, like what makes you happy, do that. Just work out, dance, listen to music, anything that'll make you feel like your old self because everybody has a new self now. Talk to people you haven't talked to in a while. Communication is really important and you definitely see people during this time and how they deal with everything. I don't think I need to say anything more. I think that Jillian just showed you someone who experienced a different type of grief, not to the extent of losing, God forbid, a loved one, but yet grief and loss and how she coped and how she reframed and how she started to do things that she either hadn't done in a long time or just started doing new things and even gave herself in a way, her and her roommate, a mini graduation experience on the weekend they were supposed to graduate. So when you look at your life and you look at the things that you feel you're losing, think of what Jillian just said. A young person who's only 22, who hasn't been on this earth as long as I have or a lot of my friends have or your family members have, but yet she had such insight and such wonderful perspective on how to take a crappy situation and still turn it around. And she had her ups and she had her downs, and it's okay to have those downs and let it out, but how do you pick yourself up? 
So go through those stages of grief that I talked about and see where you're at and start to make a list on how am I going to reframe that grief? How am I going to get to that point of acceptance and hope? I'd like to end with commemorating the loss of my cousin's husband by saying, may his memory always be a blessing. Hashtag condolences, hashtag grief during COVID, hashtag pick yourself up, hashtag reframe your life, hashtag acceptance, and hashtag hope. Thank you once again for joining me for my episode 14 for Wide Open Spaces with Elise. And I encourage you to explore all the wide open spaces in your world. And join me next week for episode 15, where I'm going to the topic of goddesses and gods. Thank you once again, and I'll see you next week, everybody.